Hello, my name's Charlie Winston and this is my podcast called As We Are, which is inspired by my most recent album, As I Am. It's discussions with people who interest me and inspire me. Some of those people you may know, but others you may never have heard of. But that's not the point, you see, because I'm simply interested in people. So, without further ado, I shall let you discover this episode. Take me as I am. The following conversation is with Jan Velters, who is a photographer who does fashion, portraits and advertising. He's worked with advertising clients such as Dior, Nike, H&M, Mango, L'Oreal Paris, and he's taken photos of celebrities such as Kira Knightley, Kate Blanchett, Helen Mirren, Jennifer Lawrence, Nick Cave, Kylie Minogue, and also designers such as Jean-Paul Gaultier, Giorgio Armani, Marc Jacobs. The list goes on. But I had the chance and the honor to work with him. He took the front cover photo for my album and it was a great experience to meet the man and work with him. We got along very, very well. And he told me quite an incredible story about his life, which he wasn't at first um, ready to share with me on this podcast. But then a couple of weeks ago, he called me and said he'd changed his mind and he wanted to share his story. So I feel incredibly honored to share this with you and to have his trust and to be able to talk about not just that, but also our our working relationship that we found and what that was like to explain a little bit deeper the parameters of the album that I've made. So here is my conversation with Jan Velters. Hi, Jan. Hey. Hey, hey. (laughs) Nice to to see you. Nice to be here. Thanks a lot for hosting the podcast in your house. Absolutely, with pleasure. I had a nice drive down the coast of, um, well, southern coast of France to get here. And um, yeah, it's really nice to be here. But um, I should just say that, like, first off, that we, we met through our first Absolutely. photo shoot yep and thanks to natalie yeah Noenek. exactly and it was a great day it was a great day for us to just um well we spent a lot of time chatting actually and getting absolutely other quite quickly yeah. which was great um but i'm going to jump straight in actually with you because uh-huh. we've been resisting from talking about too much since i arrived but um i just want to ask you like the, the two the two first songs on my album, as you just saw, all that we are and algorithms, and you've been you've been a photographer um, since like the nineteen sixties, and it's is that correct? Mm, yeah, seventies. Seventies. Yeah, yeah, I was born in sixty. You were born, sorry. Okay, yeah. Uh, I just did a little bit of <laughs> <laughs> painting the too long a picture, but yeah. anyway, uh, like how's how's how have things changed in terms of in terms of people and the way that we communicate and who we are like do you have you seen a big difference in over the very big very big yeah because talking about photography when i started um i was assisting an, a, a very professional photographer and um it was all about lights and exposure and how to develop film and how to expose it so you could only push it a quarter stop 
we only worked on slides so that was even harder um, which I started to do myself as well so I think when 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 I started it was a real profession like you had to know a lot of things before you could actually yeah. be a photographer yeah. which I you know little by little learned and um, and that kept on going for I don't know years and years and years and then uh, it started to go to digital I worked a lot on these uh, 665 Polaroids yeah. um, that have negatives so we washed those negatives wow. and and kept them and for instance that big print over there is uh, is one of those uh, those those negatives um but that was all yeah with the border around absolutely it. That, that's absolutely real, the real thing yeah absolutely so um but all that was gone the moment digital started and in a way that was good because the procedure of polaroids is very dirty yeah. and uh, and not at all good for the environment so digital was much better and um, little by little i actually embraced digital but going on and on and on and on the iphone came instagram came covid came so the whole business now has changed and on top of it uh, my agent me we're from a generation that now there's younger people booking the jobs mm. you know it's like a whole new generation that works with people that never had this experience yeah. before so uh yeah i'd say a lot has changed a lot and um it's interesting if i could interject yeah. it's interesting you mentioned instagram because i i interviewed another um photographer whom i lived with in the 1990s and uh, he, german guy the guy i told you about who saw the photo the front cover and um he he uh he mentioned instagram like it was more that one that particular um platform which was more of a threat to photographers that than perhaps facebook or or Twitter, for example, is that the case, or is that just? I the one? think for young photographers right now, it's 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 wonderful because they can, they have, it's their only way of showing their work. Books don't, uh, don't books don't exist anymore. Portfolios, websites hardly ex uh, exist. It's just everybody looks at Instagram. Like I remember the job we did, uh, and uh, Natalie was asked like you really want to do it with him or do you want to work with one of those younger guys like and she said no i want to do it with with him yeah. but she's also from 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 my or our generation yeah. so i think that's also a bit of the problem is like you 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 being you being replaced by a whole new generation and then and, and i love that i really really love that <laughs> right, like okay. it's 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 you know it's perfect that's that's how the world rolls and of course that's how and we get the opportunities at the beginning yeah exactly so. like in the beginning i had no family i had no mortgage i just pulled the door behind me and i was free and mm. i and that's how i did how i lived my life for a very long time actually past i was i was 40 say right i had my first child jaya when i was 43 okay that was um yeah so yes um it definitely changed 
So, um, in the context of all that we are, as a f portrait photographer, um, you're portrait and fashion, po and, no, but, and advertising. Yeah. Sorry, of course, I, yeah. I'm, but I'm saying just within this question, like as a portrait photographer, you're you're looking, you're capturing people, you know, and how, over over time, has you, do you find yourself seeing different things? So what? Who? Who? Who are you looking at like n these days compared to before? I think my my strong point is that I don't create anything. I like to photograph the people being relaxed and um, and photograph them as they are. I never use makeup or hair to turn them into something else. Mm. It's like. Um, yeah, and that's that's what I've actually always done. Yeah. It's just when I was living in LA, it was, you know, uh, Cameron Diaz and yeah, and and here it's uh, another French person that no one knows. Do you see a difference the, across the border? Right. <laughs> Do you see a difference between um, capturing a celebrity to capturing someone who hasn't had that experience? Capturing a celebrity is hard to it's hard to ask them something, you know. It's like I, I let it kind of happen and and shoot. Meanwhile, yeah. And with a with a girl like a model, it's easier to have them have them do things. Oh, really? Yeah. More than men. More than men, M male models too. Oh, I see. Yeah. But you're talking about celebrity, you mean? Yeah. No, but with with a celebrity, it's it's harder to harder to to ask them to do things i let i let them do things by themselves and right. and and kind of capture meanwhile and talk just talk just talk how do you feel where do you come from okay so how, why why are we here what movie have you done recently it's uh it's like that so uh, are they um with non-celebrities People who have who are less self-aware, let's say, in that in that sense, you become. Are you doing more to kind of coax them into? A yeah, good, like a sometimes good, a good you mood? you work with 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 sixteen-year-old girls that have no idea. They they kind of get a little nervous, and you try to make them feel cool, and you have to tell them everything, like like to move a finger a little bit and to right. to you know. Yeah. And um, and that gets gets you into doing an interesting image sometimes yeah right uh, but uh, there's also young women of 30 40 that are still models but they know it all kind of you know right and and too much sometimes like I mean if I don't like it too much yeah <laughs> really yeah what do you mean if you don't like it because sometimes it's they do stuff that I, I really don't, don't don't like to see, so I, okay. I try and keep that down. Can you give me an example? Um, God, it's it's difficult. I just said Cameron Diaz, and I don't know why I said it, but she does stuff that I really don't like. Right. Okay. Like the the big smile and that American um, that American kind of. So you're talking about like things that hide them in a way. 
because because yeah. what you're what you said is you're you're trying to capture people as they are yeah and we all have these ways to hide ourselves don't we i guess i mean we all do but we don't realize it and when but with celebrities that the the poison of a celebrity <laughs> is that they become over self-aware without yeah. realizing it yeah. and then they're giving you everything that isn't them true i don't know i'm true. I'm, I'm, I'm true I mean, I mean i'm kind of saying that from experience as well because yeah it's something that I'm not a big fan of either. You know, I try to, I try everything in my power to, to avoid that, mm. you know, but still I'm caught out by it. I'm still in little ways, maybe not in ways that people see and often ways that I don't see myself. It's usually in hindsight that I'll go, Oh, why did I do that? <laughs> why was I doing and, yeah. and also just in conversation, like in these podcasts, you know, I'm listening to myself after saying, what are you saying? Like, and I've forgotten that I'd said stuff. Or, it's so interesting how we kind of, I think, as we were talking about earlier on with your wife, like the, the unconscious mind is ever-present and very powerful mm. for us. But so uh, it comes down to like protection. There's a song called Overprotective and it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making an observation about being, about somebody who I think is being way overprotective with themselves and their 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 children and the, you know their life and i'm sort of criticizing that in the song only to then come to the conclusion that i'm being overprotective by calling them overprotective do, okay. do you know what i mean i'm yeah. trying to sort of, and it's actually resonating something in me that i don't like about myself that's i mean that's the my own personal lesson i don't yeah. explain that in the song but do you think there's an, there's an element... I mean, you must have to deal with a lot of overprotection with people when you get into a studio, studio and they're, you know, you have to wait for them to open up a bit or... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you find that with me, for example? Not at all. Oh. Not at all. That, that was the big surprise, actually, because I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And uh, I think from the first moment on, it went really well. Yeah. You listened to what I wanted... Yeah. But you also had your own ideas. Um, no, I think that went very, very well. Um, but sometimes it's like either people are nervous or um, they need some kind of setup. Like I put either a table or something there to and, and, and talk. I just talk and shoot and talk and shoot. Mm bit like what we did yeah and um and there's all kinds of uh all kinds of people that like i just shot lou doyon and uh, and she's like a a rocket she's like a like a like <laughs> on fire yeah this exactly. girl is on fire <laughs> <laughs> um and uh she doesn't need much you know it's like yeah. But I think for some of us, some of us performers and uh, you know, people in the in the limelight, it can sometimes be a also a trick that we can play easily. I mean, I, I grew up in a hotel, so my parents were both singers. I saw them sing often in lock-ins, and that before we were born, they were travelling folk singers, you know. And my dad's a very big performer, and my brothers and sisters were all singers. And growing up in a hotel, you're kind of on stage all the time. So yeah. I learnt how to be 
do the things which could turn people on like I told you earlier on about being a people pleaser you know it's, it's, it's like you know what to do to and also I get something out of it you know um, that joy I don't just mean selfishly getting something out of it but but in a way it's like there's a coming to the the um, photo session that we did I've never done something quite as basic as that in my life and it was interesting I mean, when I say sorry, that 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 doesn't mean to demean your work by saying basic. I mean, I, I mean, basic. candid, <laughs> candid yeah. is what I meant yeah. to say. I've never, especially about myself, there's always been an element of theatricality around things I do. Especially if you look from my first album, Hobo. I mean, Hobo was a kind of a character that I mm -hmm. absolutely consciously or unconsciously constructed, and it feels like over time I've just been sort of chipping away at the block to take. But away. this was a good title as well yeah it's it's the perfect the perfect f picture for the for, for the title of the of, of the album exactly but it was interesting when we had that conversation about i mean way later after i'd chosen the picture and everything and and the reason i'd chosen that picture and you had other preferences but the reason yeah. i chose that one i wasn't even comfortable fully with it except to say that when i looked at it i saw very deeply myself mm. in a way that I would when I just look in the mirror without any kind of like pretenses no one's around and and when I showed it to Thomas Peter who I interviewed also my other photographer friend who shoots for Reuters so he's a photojournalist very different to what you're doing I was so blown away by his response when I showed him the photo on my big screen in my house because he literally just went Step, stepped back a bit and went wow like, like that and he was so he was like how did he take that photo and he was really asking me like what we did in terms of lighting and everything he was really blown away by its by its um efficacy mm -hmm. and um that's when i really i mean i knew that i'd seen your 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 cv as it were <laughs> of all the stuff you've did, done and over the years and everything but It's always very, very affirming when you get another photographer who who can appreciate it. Absolutely, that's yeah. it's, it's always a nice accolade, I imagine. Yeah. So, the, the, so the, it's funny you mentioned that because I used to always kind of be a bit threatened if I saw something that was either better or different, and uh, I completely lost that now. I can I can just be completely relaxed, give compliments here and there. It's it's really nice for me to actually appreciate other people's work, and that's also been uh, yeah wasn't really always the case. Yeah. Do you think it's because you weren't fully appreciative of your own work or self? Do you think there's an element of that? Maybe, maybe, maybe because. I, I for, for myself that's the learning curve I'm on is that is to understand that for the need of other people's approval it's it's only saying something about me it's not saying something about you know and, and when I'm aware of that I'm I have to kind of turn the camera around to, you know <laughs> the internal camera around and say what's going on here but yeah that, that's it's a funny thing the need the need for approval I, I think um There's a song called Open My Eyes and it's um and it's relevant to being a photographer because that's what we do, you know, or that's what you do. You open people's eyes to something. Um, and or hopefully that's the aim is that you're trying to open the door in in the case of photo photo photoing, sorry, 
taking a photo of a, a person, you're trying to capture something about their soul. Is it for you the eyes? Is it through the eyes? Or is, it, is there something else going on? Is there I think it's a whole look, you know? I think it's the whole kind of stamina that they have. Like, I'm not really into the cliche blonde model. Yeah. I'm, I'm more into something that's a bit off. Mm. Something that, and then sometimes it's the eyes, sometimes it's the nose, sometimes it's, you know? Yeah. But it's more like an overall image of someone and um and that's why i also don't want to change too much because I, i i cast very precisely on 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 the person i like what do you mean you cast very precisely i, I cast i choose them very very precisely like i i i i, I right. cast I, i choose my my, my girls uh, because i hardly do men by the way okay okay um and uh and that's how how i then shoot them after Like sometimes you give them a little shorter hair or, but m mainly I, I just, that's who I, who I, who I like to photograph. Yeah. So to answer your question, nothing really particular. It's, it's, you know, sometimes it's the eyes though, but was, was, um, did you the body shape? Like sometimes a girl's really skinny and, and long and sometimes she's more, more, uh, chubby but i guess you're looking for a story like we all are i mean um and 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 if it's more of a cliched thing i mean it's, of course it's taste as well but when you've got someone who's a bit awful yeah. there's more of a story and there's also something more human about it in the yeah. sense that it's it's irreplaceable it's it, it you yeah. can't repeat it in the same way but um your your wife is also kind of coming from the same industry yeah and and she has her own label as well right yeah, she did she did she had a, a label called, called superfine and those were the most incredible jeans honestly jeans right. um, as in like trousers to wear pants. yes yeah. yes 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 uh, but like you're not talking about her parents no <laughs> no, no sorry she was adopted by the way oh wow yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah. so she doesn't have an idea about her jeans No, jeans as in trousers, but um, to make a long story short, we, we, uh, the, 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 the label was very successful. She's been, um, uh, how do you say, they, they, people think that she was the first one to bring back the skinny jean, and it wasn't really her, it was uh, coincidentally with uh, Heidi Slimane, I think it was, okay. but all at the same time. Yeah. And um, and that became very successful. Like overnight, it was like a, a million dollar business. Wow! But there was a lot of people wanting to pe wanted a, a piece of the cake. Right. Yeah. So, and they were just two young girls, Flora and her. So they were just ripped off right away. Oh. So, uh, but the product itself, it couldn't have been better. Honestly, it was gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And um, so every time I worked with a famous model, I asked if she could do a pair of jeans and they never said no. So, um, and we did all these lookbooks, fantastic lookbooks, and they were fun to do because we had the same taste pretty much. And um, 
and they were always uh, turned out really well designed because we had this uh, this design house in London uh, that made them always even better than they than they were. So every collection was uh, was was um, a success until she found that the people that sell it they always want to have more and it's it it had like a like a subline and that's where it all all went wrong you know she she then wanted to have a sustainable label i see and uh and that's before the word sustainable was even trendy like yeah. now it's the trendiest thing but yeah. bef- when i when i heard her say it for the first time it was like wow yeah that's that's a, that's a, that's a good thing to to do oh that's interesting so um she was i hope i was clear very <laughs> okay. very perfectly <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah a bit too clear actually uh, no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> um no but i mean i i was because i was thinking about you know being having our eyes opened and that's and that song is very much about the uh, my wife and i are being together as a team and it's interesting to hear you talk about being a team together because yeah. I think in a great relationship, it's it's often about, you know, I sing, open my eyes because I'm here for you, lover. It's like saying, I'm going to stay here and I'm ready to receive what you've got to give me, mm-hmm. you know, good or bad. And uh, it sounds like you've been through that together. Absolutely. And actually, those days were fantastic. Like, we really worked together very, very well. Like, people were surprised, like, that we never had any any fights or irritations which is crazy because normally we have those things in, yeah. in our daily life, but not when you both concentrate only on your work. Yeah. It was, it was fun. It was great. Yeah. Do you ever go through moments of um, holding each other back or, you know, have there been, that's, that can be tough sometimes in relationships. It, we go through periods of everything's moving in the same direction but I think the most challenging, what I'm learning, the most challenging thing about a long-term relationship is when you find yourself going in different directions. And yeah, and um, and that now with Portugal, for instance, because I, I like it here. But in France. I, yeah, but I give in also because I know her uh, her vision. I know what, what she thinks about French people. I know she's right. I mean, I'm I'm happy here. I'm happy in Aix-en-Provence. I can easily go to Paris back and forth. From Lisbon, that will be a little bit harder. So just explain a little bit what, just so for the yeah. listeners, what, okay. what you're talking about. So, um, yeah. Because you moved from... Yeah. First of all, we, we were in the States. Then we moved... We, first, we were in Paris. Then we moved to the States. Then we left the States to go back to uh, France because... There were certain reasons about what COVID did to society and the poverty and the ridiculously expensive insurance and mm. school fees and endless, you know. So we decided to go back to France and we chose Aix-en-Provence because we thought that we could buy a house here we sold the house in in Topanga but it wasn't easy like that and she also started to be annoyed with 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 France okay because nothing really really works here nobody really likes to work it's it's all of that and so she compared to what you're used to in the states for example yeah 
it's a very different mentality absolutely yeah absolutely so um then we she she met a person that uh showed her a house in uh malvera da serra which is a, 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 a town very close to uh to port to uh, lisbon yeah and uh, she fell in love with it and um but it's a house that was that still has to be built and for me that was in the beginning it was a bit like but now i'm i completely understand we just came back and it's beautiful there also beautiful it's 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 on the atlantic coast so it's it's a lot cooler there yeah. um and it's perfect for Aster, the surfing, the skating is is great, but also so I see why she wants to go, and I just go with her. It's like, you know, she yeah. followed me, I follow her, and uh, but it's true what you say when when you have that kind of um, uh, moving like, a separation, yeah, exactly, of thought, yeah, uh, it's uh, sometimes you, you you follow each other and uh, i think also that's why you 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 stick together that's really what a long-term yeah. relationship is it's a choice it's a choice to either do it or don't do it and uh, we've just always have done it yeah exactly. and uh, but you have to you know there's got there's got to be compromises made absolutely. along the way it's trying to find that balance whereby you're giving over you're not giving but you're, well, you're giving enough to that person in a in a sense of love as a verb you know i'm going to love you by doing this and but we have to protect ourselves as well in terms of what the, the sort of minimum of what we need as well and and if you can find those things but still be able to give what they need mm. then that's when it works i mean it doesn't always work for everyone but um i say there's a i've seen a space between our love and the place is greener Meaning, you know, there's our love, the way we love each other. There's the, 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 the way life could be if it was perfect and yeah. utopian. Yeah. But there's a place in between those two places. And that's kind of where a good relationship exists. Uh -huh. Where you're sort of, you know, dipping in and out of the places greener and the, the real life uh, of what's actually in front of you. Um, because in that, in that space is where you can kind of build a life which is what you're doing by yeah. moving to another good thing also is that she knows the business right every other woman would have been che um how do you say jealous of me spending time with all these beautiful girls and uh, celebrities and actresses and but she knows that that's just normal she knows that for her that is that is uh, just how the business works so. But I guess it's a combination of uh, trust over, yeah, over the years. It. That's true. Huge amounts of trust. And like you say, knowing the business, I, you know, it makes a huge difference for me that um, my wife came on tour with me. We met in LA. She was living there for four years. And then when we met, I, just, I was doing my second album in LA. And, and then um, the only way really to stay together was that if I moved to LA, which at the time wasn't very practical, so I was just creating some businesses in England, um, or she came on tour with me. And so she came on tour with me. And really that was the best setup mm -hmm. for our relationship because now <clears throat> she, 
she's got no reason to not believe me when I say, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. I've got to go and have lunch now and meet this person. Then after that, I'm going to go and just relax for a bit. And, and she knows that that, mo- that 10 seconds, you know, half an hour, hour of relaxing is actually time I have to switch off and just mm-hmm. do whatever I want to do. To, and it's not, she has no suspicion that I'm doing something other than what I say I'm doing, yeah. you know. And, yeah. But it's building that trust, it comes it comes over time, I think. And, and also through knowing the business, like you say. But I guess you've been Before through... she was a designer, she was a stylist. Right. That's uh, how we met, yeah, so. actually. And uh, that was fun. That was a great year before our first <laughs> kid was born. Oh, so you were yeah. working together as well? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And were you actually sort of intimately involved during that, that year? Started that started that, then, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of the kind of lives like this, you know, uh, when you're in a kind of industry which requires people and a lot of interactions between people, I won't just call it creative industries because I'm sure it spreads out over other industries as well. But it does understand, it does require a certain understanding. But I guess you've been, you've had your challenges too. Yeah. And, and I know... Um, there's been some kind of, you know, storms as <laughs> referring to my song, this storm too shall pass, but also it's another song shifting paradigms and you've had to shift your, the way you see life in a, in a big way. Like, has that been something that you've, you've experienced with your wife and did that, did that very much so actually did that hold you back or your did, how did that change did you have to change I your relationship think it, it made it even more strong because it was always kind of like fun really yeah and from that moment on when i was diagnosed uh with brain cancer she really stepped up and uh, we were in uh, australia yeah and um from one day to the next my life just tumbled like it was just it, it was I, I i was told i had a a really bad uh, tumor called a glioblastoma and um and the, the 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 surgeon they were like that's not happening we have to get another second opinion really because it's rare huh because it's rare no because it's horrible you you, oh. you you'd be dead within three months Ah, I see. That's why. That's what you were. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For looking at. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah. And this is how long ago? This is uh, twelve years ago. Right. So, just to continue the story, please do. And, and then, so um, I was upstairs and in, in on on medication because I I just was too too stressed to deal with anything, and um, and her. Uh, she and her girlfriends, and there was a whole bunch of them, this, all six of them, I think, were yeah. trying to uh, get in contact with the, the, the real uh, kind of controversial but also famous uh, Charlie Teo, who is also uh, Australian. And, uh, and finally they did it. And uh, I think we flew from where we were on, on, in the Paradise Cove to um, Sydney and um, and he looked at the scans and he's like well that's not a glioblastoma 
that's blah 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 and I can easily operate it and um, and and that's what he did so now uh, after all these years um, I am on a new uh, point <laughs> maybe I'm sk- I, I go to no 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 sh- it's should I'm talking about shifting back. say yeah. whatever you want yeah 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 because I'm, I'm, I'm just also I, j- I forget a lot of a lot of things that after the operation I couldn't speak I had I had all kinds of vision problems uh, because he's known for going very 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 far yeah. like you, like you have to also sign all these papers like if I if I lose my oh I see yeah this particular yeah, surgeon yeah okay and um, and uh, so I. Okay, um, what recently happened is that uh, after the, 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 the seven years, eight years that it was in between, the, the last oncologist in Marseille said, okay, now I see a significant change. Uh, we have to do something now. Like, and he, he came up with all kinds of chemo and um, other, other therapies that... Yeah. That would be uh, what his his idea, and then uh, I took Lucy to the next meeting, and we decided to have uh, three second opinions. This is your wife. Yeah. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so the first one was the former inco- oncologist oncologist in. Hey. Shh. I think he's heard this story before. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a better way explained as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's completely... Uh, I'm following you completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so really? D- d- absolutely. <laughs> okay. I just, no, but so I just to uh, keep it on, the, on track, like yeah. um, he was asking you to sign a lot of papers to get you to, to make sure that you... Uh, to, that to I agreed when I, yeah. when I couldn't speak anymore yeah. because he does this thing that he tries to get as much as the as the tumor out as right. possible yeah okay which right, was yeah. which was quite invasive yeah because it was a was this big eh? it was like a big big ball wow and i think at the time he got about 95 percent out but wow. as, as I mean, a result that, that is an sh- enormous amount i couldn't you know i couldn't um I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't hardly speak, and it took me a long time to to, to get back to um, to life. Let, let me just ma- ma- take yeah. care of him because I think it's 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 time for his food. Ah, okay. So can you? Just, I'll pause it. Yeah. Perfect. Let's just go back to when I was diagnosed and operated, and okay. I, I had quite a quite a, a bad experience with that operation. And the surgeon uh, said to me, and he looked me in the eyes, and he said, I promise you, you're going to be right again. You're going to be the old Jan again. Um, but there's a few things that you have to do. It's like you, you, you can't eat any meat. You can't uh, uh, drink and alcohol. Uh, alcohol and no cigarettes and uh, no Wi-Fi, <laughs> which is quite funny because... No Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah, I think these, these things are the, the new cigarettes, huh? honestly, yeah, the iPhones. Sure. Yeah. So that's when we both changed our lives. And, um, but I, it took me a long time to get over that, over that feeling, you of know, course. over that, 
gave me uh, I was very I don't know I didn't have much confidence but one thing he said as well is you have to go back to your 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 usual life as soon as possible and I was operated in September and I did my first job in December wow so I I really tried that and I think that's also what saved me because I was wow. so but the good thing was as well is that before I was just obsessed with 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 my work and it kind of just took that kind of obsession away in in a way that it was good for me I knew that that there was something else that was much more important what is that that the life just yeah. the living be being alive mm. and um and then little by little when all of it's gone it's funny also because there was a hole a big hole in my in my brain but the other part takes over yeah and and you can start speaking again and thinking logically and so could we say that you saw you you had you were forced to see life from a new perspective that's very true or yeah. through a new lens yeah. which would be putting yeah, yeah, it in yeah. your <laughs> with a new yeah. filter yeah or definitely definitely had you ever made that correlation between never no being a photographer and changing lenses and <laughs> yeah. and having to do that in your life yeah no never it was it was a complete shock but the, the what brought it on was it was a really big seizure and that i think i had for for a long long time already like i recognized it but in a much mm. much uh more gradual way. Yeah, exactly. I always thought it was like a, some 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 nervous thing, or and that's also what to me it was like. Okay, if 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 this is now, I have a long time before it grows again. Mm. But after eleven years, um, now uh, my new oncologist, he's in Marseille, um, said that he compared like the old scans from 2017 for instance to the new ones and he sees a significant difference so he says that we have to we have to treat this um, and he gave us a few few uh, options as well and um, and I decided to to show it to the old oncologist that I had in Los Angeles yeah but also to the guy that operated me in the first place. And, um, and that was the interesting part because he said, oh, it's gotten really big again. And, um, but I can operate it. I, I, I can operate it again. And he gave me the 5th of September in Madrid. And then I thought, I don't want that. Mm. I don't want to have to go through this whole thing again. Mm. And, um, and I told him that. I, I was like, okay, if because he said it could 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 actually be worse, you know, you could lose your speech, but yeah. he's he's the kind of person that wants that wants people to live the, the longest, right? And I'm more the quality of life person, of course. Yeah. So, uh, and then he told me about this surgeon here in France, in Montpellier, that does uh, these um, open brain. Uh, yeah. operations yeah. where you can actually talk and tell him okay wow. stop there I don't know exactly because I'm I'm still waiting for the for, for the appointment mm. 
but that's probably going to happen at the end of September, beginning October. And, uh, and I hope he also, because you have to look at the scan and decide that it's worth an operation. Because I think also surgeons in general, they, they just surgeons, so they want to go in. <laughs> you know, yeah. they think that's the yeah. best thing to do. Yeah. So if this it's guy... the way they think. If absolutely. Said, they're just conditioned you, to think uh, that way. Yeah, yeah. And now Give I remember also yeah. why, why he said, I'm the best one to do it, because that's just how they, how they think. And I was lucky because... Yeah. Give a man a hammer and everything's a nail. That's true. <laughs> so true. Yeah, so it's true. true. So anyway, that's the point where I am now. And, and it's funny because I try to block it out, which is my way of dealing with this, this illness is that, that I just don't want to know it. It's like I'm, I'm trying not to think about it, which is, according to a lot of people, is wrong. You know, it's very wrong. You have to kind of embrace it and, and try and get rid of it mm. with healing or with... Confrontation. Or, or not confrontation. Uh, well... Dealing with it face on. Well. Yeah, and um, and that's also what she what, what she said. But she told me it's like now it's time to really you know look at it in a, in a, in a different way because there's 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 these there's the alternative and the and the Western medication. Of course, yeah. And uh, so have you I come around to? Have you, you start, have you changed the way you, you're approaching this? Is that what you're saying? I'm trying to, yeah. And why, trying to. why do you think that's necess necessary? Because it's... No, I'm not saying it's wrong. No. I, I'm just curious. I'm just, I'm not a big fan of, 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 of chemo, for instance. For, yeah, for sure. It's, you know, it's, it's poison. So... And I not, because I had a radio and a, and a chemotherapy that actually helped a lot but if I have to have that again I don't know I'm just putting all my hope on the uh, on the, um, the, the the surgeon that does uh, but it's got to be interesting for you to have this I mean a lot you're doing a lot more self-reflection I, I, I guess it sounds like you're I mean when we have things offered to us in modern day medicine uh, and general practice medicine it's often approaching it in either of I mean especially in cancer very aggressively uh, and everyone who's talked to me about chemo says it's incredibly aggressive and it really affects your whole life a good friend of mine his father has just been through it um, but and, and and like all the medicines that we have like me when I had my you know year most of my life was backache I spent most of my life on anti-inflammatory drugs of all kinds and paracetamol and you know getting treated with this and that kind of medicines or, or always feeling like I needed someone out there to help me um, of course we still do that but there's got to be an element now I've realized it's an element a big part of it is about just kind of trying to take control back in my own hands a little and bit and seeing where it comes from where the pain comes from because yeah. in 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 western medicine it's always trying to deal with the with symptom the, yeah and and i think that's wrong definitely yeah i mean where well, symptoms are just like the surface of it, yeah. the roots go very yeah. very deep but what i want to get back to is like how this 
um, you change the relationship you have firstly with yourself, secondly with your wife and wife, your family. Yeah, my wife played a very, very big role in this organizing, helping me stay on, <laughs> stay on track, you know. Because I was a drinker, I, I just lived, you know, quite rock and roll kind of. So it was not so easy for me to. It's also hard to compare after the after the operation how you were before because I wasn't drinking. Mm. So, um, but one thing is for sure is that um, I've never been as happy as I was right now. Like mm -hmm. it's really. Um, I think it always kind of affected me as well, this tumor. It, I, it's been there for a very long time and it made me, I was only relaxed when I had a few drinks. Sure, you know, yeah. Which is probably why I was using alcohol. Did you worry a lot over these last 12 years? Was there a lot of worry? Involved? In the beginning, yes. In the beginning, because nobody really knew what, was, what would happen. Like we, we got this really conflicting um uh how do you say like when you want to to to, to one doctor he said okay no 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 you're you're gonna die it's 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 and then the other one says no it's it's not growing for the moment yeah until we found this um this clinic in germany that um that we were actually told about uh by uh by tio's uh, people my, my my original surgeon in uh, in uh in in Australia and they had a, 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 an oncologist that said exactly what we wanted to hear right. like it's it's not growing it's just it's cool and they did this blood test that you can see everything on like, mm. like a really in-depth uh, blood test wow and I stayed there for I don't know maybe two years before we moved to uh, to Los Angeles there's this um regarding times of health or bad health and regarding worry there's also um i think it's sometimes hard when you th when you feel like the whole world's worrying about you if they know was that ever a thing for you it's hard because people don't talk about it but i know that they talk about it when i'm not there right okay. so but <clears throat> even that i'm just trying to to block out so now you're aware that, you, that, that, that you've been trying to block out. And I mean, part of doing this interview or this talk today is, is overcoming that, right? Absolutely. Because yeah. eventually, originally, when because I, asked, I said that he wants to talk about my, 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 my tumor and, and I don't I don't want that. I don't want anybody really to know. And yeah, and and and, um, and now when this happened. Um, when what happened? when th this new part happened where, where I have to get operated again, maybe. Oh, uh, that's what you meant by the developments. Yes, exactly. oh, So this is a very recent thing. Then. This is recent. This is that, like, this was in Portugal. And from that moment on, you, you realized I need to, yeah. I need to be more open about this situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, and also when I told uh, Lucy and, and Jaya too, it's like, why not, why not? Just be open about it. Jai is your son. My, my daughter, my, son. daughter, my Sorry, 17 daughter. year old daughter. Yeah. And that's also when I, when I thought, hmm. Did it help to have them say that? A little bit, yeah. I guess because it's a support network, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
And your kids, have they been... I mean, and your dog as well. You said your dog's changed your life as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I don't want to talk about him now because he's finally... <laughs> he's got... Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, but the kids, they, they just feel everything. They, they know everything. They feel everything. Even if you, if you try not to have them hear it, it's really, uh, it's astonishing. Can and I... They, uh, oh, sorry. So you can't hold, hold anything anything back really they just feel it yeah and you're open i mean I, you know it's the moment i walked into the house i felt this openness of communication between the three of you with asta yep. yeah because <laughs> <Very good. laughs> i'm really bad at, at names um and like uh, like we all agreed there's there's education good education helps but it's got to start it's got to be in the home as well yeah yeah but you know, so there's a we're talking about like a big, big part of your life, which has been a kind of a, a whirlwind, a, a storm that you that's come into your life. I mentioned storm earlier on because of the song "This Storm Too Shall Pass," and I wrote that as a means of. It was written during COVID, but it wasn't really about COVID. It was also about understanding that in the darkest moments. If you can, if you can create some sort of uh, detachment from that experience and not get too wrapped up in all the emotional whirlwinds um, and worries and all that sort of stuff, then you can still find some sort of sense of peace or happiness within that storm. But did you do you think that's something you've you've been learning throughout this, or do you, do you have that? I think. I, I think I live more day to day now, you yeah. know, like I, I really treasure the moment, like I, the past I, I, I use, the future, but it's mainly the day itself that I try to enjoy, um, which is not so good because we're building a house in Portugal, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot more coming, uh, but I think that's that's the most important thing for me is just living, living living the moment and uh, and and enjoying what's going on like the places i am the it's um for me that's that's that that's really the most important thing at the moment does that give you more time with the, the people you're with yeah also yeah 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 can i ask like what's been the darkest moment in the storm in this this, this whirlwind that you've had to brave has, has there been dark moments definitely definitely coming back not being able to speak uh, we stayed so you actually lost entirely your ability speech speech yeah for how long little by little it came back but i lost a lot of weight you know it was like i was a different man honestly has it changed the way you communicate since like before and after now that you yes, can speak yes very much so and still I, I i can feel it myself that it's uh it's it's not back and it will never be back to to where it was i lost a lot of humor humor yeah oh right and i feel a lack of uh of 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 how do you say like when you care about things uh, you're more ambivalent yeah. about things yeah yeah it's really hard to you mean passion in terms of yeah passionate. also okay i mean it's better now but it does make me uh 
make me make me less uh, what's the word for it less uh, conv um, uh, committed or engaged yeah. or uh, invested it's, it's <laughs> not the right word it's not the right word no I know yeah. but it's okay. uh, that's definitely the case but little by little like I said little by little I was I was I was happy to go to work again at one point and um and 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 be with my family we moved by the way during covid from oh, wow. uh, from from <laughs> Japan to, to yeah exactly moved house during covid yeah it went to house during covid in 2020 yeah holy moly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so 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 the, the the darkest moment was behind yeah after the after the uh, operation and yeah, losing and losing and so much faculties yeah yeah i guess also because it was i was insecure i was like what i didn't have no idea or we had no idea what was going to happen um we stayed on a little bit after the operation in in australia because it was easy for me not to have to deal with all the people around me um it was not so easy for jaya who was late at school at a new school for uh, i don't know like like a month Mm. So <clears throat> we all went through uh, through, through a, a crisis. Yeah, but um, I felt support. I also felt support from from Daniela, my agent, from my friends, from you know. You know. But now I'm again in it. That's 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 the the big. It's um, sure. I have to now again go go through it and face it and I think this time I also have to try and talk to it more you know be aware of it so just to be really because I, I, I missed something you're having to go and have another potential operation yeah because it's I thought you said that it, it had improved in your brain it's yeah it's okay that 95% was taken out and this is 11 years ago and slowly by slowly it's grown back I see. And that's what I said about a slow growing tumor. It's that it grows very, very, very slowly. Right. So meanwhile, halfway, I had a radiation and a chemo that kind of made it smaller again. And then it goes back up until now. And now it's more serious because um, there is also the danger of getting that typical cancer patient thing that I really don't want. Yeah, yeah. You know? that sort of and but I was also surprised with my, my surgeon's reaction because he was like, it's, you know, it's operable. That's always good that it's operable. Yeah. But I hope that the other guy says the same thing. There's just like, I just want to touch on, on something um, a little bit because you've talked so much about moving. Um, and I didn't even mention um, the song Exile, but it seems so relevant to you because you come, you, you were born and raised in the Netherlands. You left at what age? Like 18, 19? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then lived in New York and you, I mean, you just lived all over the place. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm, here I am talking about moving from England to France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you really also are. lived everywhere, sure. Yeah, well, I have lived around, yeah. yeah. But I mean, um, but you really lived with a family, with a wife, with, with a dog, you yeah, know, moving yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. And do you ever have, do you ever, have you ever had, or do you have this sense of 
being in exile or putting yourself in exile i don't mean i'm taking we, we're using that word lightly I, I what i mean by that is that it's a self-exile where you're like you're finding your identity in these places you go to like, what, what's how does that relate to your spirit and i think in france i could always deal with it because i always felt a foreigner like i wasn't french and that is easy to deal with all the problems they have um and lucy does that very much because she never actually even talks to a french person right um but that's the way i just went through all that time in in paris uh i worked with international people i was in a in a, in a or am in an in, in an international business it's uh i hardly had any french friends right so it, it was kind of easy for me to be living in paris or here because you or know. LA or, or New York true or, I mean true. I'm not in just LA I was France. more part of it uh, no ex exactly exactly New York I love I really really absolutely love it and I don't need to be away because I'm right in it and yeah. that's the same for everybody yeah, there's people that. from all over and everybody's just a New Yorker yeah, the, yeah. the moment you arrive yeah. LA is different LA is like it's more opportunistic aptitude <laughs> yeah. yeah it's more everyone's your best friend when you're standing in front of them absolutely absolutely <laughs> and then try to call them a week later it's, it's a different like story that. it's exactly yeah. like that yeah so um but do you do you i mean have you ever reflected on being a being a dutch person uh, i mean does that do you feel like you have those roots still yes i never cared about them too much no. but but now also because funny enough on the ibs the school where where both my kids go to uh, in in x there's a lot of dutch people like an enormous amount of dutch people so i get confronted with the dutch language quite a lot mm. and uh, and now i regret a little bit why i never taught them and i have my reasons because mm. we were in paris and dutch was just i mean it was only me who spoke it and um but now i have you know i i kind of regret that because i spend a lot of time with mm. with with dutch people now yeah right did did it ever play a role like did your dutchness has it played a role through or bit come up in this experience this last 12 years has that been did your identity not as really a, no okay so really. You're really I, I, i do think that dutch people a little bit like Portuguese people, actually. Mm. They're like in between the the, the Malibu people and the and, and the French people. They're, they're like straight. They're like like pragmatic. Yeah, yeah. down the line. Yeah, I read I read an interesting uh, book actually. Oh, I should have brought it for you. Great book on Dutch um, photography. How it began in in I mean um, photography as like right. the original phonograph was. It was between two. Uh, places it was between italy and and uh, inspired by art italian art and then dutch art which dutch art was originally a very very famous kind of art it was completely candid so it's actually no surprise that you're a a dutch i mean that you're a candid photographer in the sense of <laughs> finding someone's soul without too many obstacles um anyway so 
I always finish on um, touching on my last song and uh, with a question. And the song is called Letter from My Future Self. And it's, it was, I've often written letters to myself, posted them, opened them and kept them as reminders of what's important to me and stuff. But for the first time, I, I tried to imagine what my, we always like to think that our older selves or people, our elders are wisest, you know? Not less these days in this generation, because there's, there's gen, gen, generally less respect, I think, for elders. It's so true as well in, in, in the Western world. Like, like go to like, like Thailand or... Oh, yeah. You know, they, they adore older people. And they respect their and opinion. They, absolutely. They, they yeah. look up to them and they, they, they hear it's like we put them in a... I think I th my theory, and it's a very small theory, but my theory is it's a little bit of the, the um, symptoms of the American dream. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing about the American dream is you are the entrepreneur, you're this, you know, you are the master of your own de destiny. And so that youthful energy is the, is the most highly respected energy, being new, doing new things. And, you know, young people can be million billionaires. Um, and there's no, there's no, we don't, they don't turn their noses up at that. And, Naturally, you know, over the last hundred years, American culture and that whole ideology through Hollywood and music and entertainment has kind of permeated through the Western world as it is the superpower and it tell, basically bosses everyone around, tells yeah. everyone what to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that they're also, it's a, it's a country of um, adolescent thinking. You know, it's very much, uh, and, and that, unfortunately, that's what's kind of, the demise of the empire the you the american empire is it's very you know with m and m coming in and and basically talking about like exposing all the faults of the of the country through through the music um it's now like evident that that just isn't really necessarily working yeah and and i think that's what's created this disrespect for the aged and the and the and life lived basically but anyway to go back to the the song so so i wrote that song letter from my future self on that premise and it was hard but i would like to ask you um what do you think your future self say in 30 or 40 years and we are assuming that you'll still be here uh what what is what is he going to say to jan today It's not easy. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll, I'll do that in the next podcast. Can I reframe the question? What would you say to your 30-year-old self today? <clears throat> My 13-year-old? 30-year-old self. What, 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 <laughs> if, you, if you were standing, if he walked in the room now, Jan, at 30 years old, and you, could, and you had like, a, like an hour with him, and you really wanted to impart something with him, what would you say? That there was a lot to say about having a family um, that I had no idea of. Uh, that there's another life behind this life that that you know is 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 absolutely worthwhile living. Yeah. And um, that it's not all about work. Um, because 
that was the only thing I was uh, I was doing and, and, and having fun. So um, I don't know which if 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 that's if that's the, the the idea. Then if there's anything else when I'm ninety, yeah, yeah, growing older, I guess. And maybe it's not. Maybe there's nothing to say. Maybe it's just you're doing okay, Jan. Yeah, you're doing good. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me like you are, you know, you've got a great attitude, amazing attitude, just by the very nature that we've, you've agreed to sit down with me and have this chat and record it. It's huge for you. Yeah. For you. I mean, it's taken you 12 years to get to a point where you can do that. So yeah. Yeah. Credit no, it to was you an important, uh, important decision. And uh, also because now I'm, you know, I have to go through through another experience but maybe yeah. this 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 time it will be better i'm really hoping that 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 french dude is gonna say yes we we have to operate and uh well here's to that let's i, I wish you luck and love for that mostly love because <laughs> like you said it's about quality not quantity absolutely yeah thanks a lot for the chat no problem welcome Absolutely <laughs> welcome. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right.